No idea what that was. That was uh, Bad Out of Hell. What's that got to do with... I've said this five times before. It does not need to be read. I feel it does. I think you need to up your game. Alright. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Digest My Shorts. Where we are going to watch every episode of The Simpsons in order. (laughs) Until we can no longer be bothered. Yeah. My name is Dan. And I'm Alistair. And the episode we just watched was two cars in every garage and three eyes on every fish. Yeah. Um, which, I, right, where do you think the title specifically comes from? I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe it's like two cars in every garage and three kids in every house. Yes, I don't know what the correct words would be, but I'm guessing that it is a famous... 2.4 family. Slo- well, I think it's a famous slogan used by an American presidential candidate, which we don't know because we're not clever or American. We're not American? <laughs> it's obvious. No, but, well, this is why I thought it was worth saying. Um, but it, it was because this episode was a political episode, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Um, Alison, would you like to describe what happened in... 20 seconds going from now. Okay, uh, Bart catches a three-eyed fish that we've seen in an earlier episode while there's a reporter nearby. Um, and in the discussion about th- this meltdown, um, Burns decides that he's going to run for governor and puts out an advert saying that this fish is entirely normal. Uh, he's doing very well, and then he has to eat dinner at the Simpsons' house. Just in time. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. Yeah, so this episode yeah. featured Blinky. Mm-hmm. Who had cameos in an earlier episode? It was just a visual gag in an earlier episode, wasn't it? But it was. Um, I wonder if someone, one of the writers, saw that and was like, "There's a story there." Mm. Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. And it was a well-written, well thought-out. Sorry, I'm a bit hiccupy and burpy. Because you had a beer before you started. We had a stubby. We had a stubby. Um. Yes. So, what did you, what did you think? That was all right. I mean, because in that twenty seconds, I didn't get to the did the, the, the punchline, did yeah. you? But um, we'll get to, we will get to that yeah. sometime. Um, I thought it was all right. Some good gags. Um, I liked the political message. Yes, it reminded me of the recent yeah uh, UK election we had. Well, or or the American presidential election. Mm. The 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 people in this going for the governorship. Um, were obviously Montgomery Burns, who is a despicable human being. Yeah, um, and who used popularism. He just yes. used this simple talk to make everything look as though it was better. And it was Mary Bailey, was it? Yes, Mary Bailey. And she's quite a quite a Jeremy Corbyn, Bernie Sanders figure, like quite rational, yeah, straightforwards. And I was supposed to I good think, egg politics. I think it was supposed to tug at the heartstring. Mary Bailey is the name of George Bailey's mother in. Um, it's a Wonderful Life, who is, you know, the quintessential lovely old, like, okay. harmless old lady. Interesting. I wonder if that's not, you know, it's a coincidence or a... It's a re- cosy name, isn't it? Yeah, a reference. Um, but yeah, Mr. Burns is cozying up and doing all those, like, horrible photo shoots. Especially when he's wearing the hard hat, reminded me of uh, George Osborne, who was a, not in the know, was our Chancellor mm-hmm. for 
seven awful years and he got a reputation for wearing a hard hat a lot because he would yeah. go to building sites for photo shoots. And apparently he, he's back in the cabinet now, despite saying awful things about the person who has given him this recent cabinet position. I hadn't heard this. I, I just think I, I thought he was on telly now dissing Theresa May. I may be wrong. Um, I think I, you are wrong. <laughs> fair enough. Yes. Sorry to call you out on No, that. no, no. I, th- I thought I was right. Maybe not. Maybe I haven't. Who knows? Yes. Um, I know. Fair enough. Go on. Um, so, yeah, what was your favourite gag? Well, it wasn't a, a well... The dialogue was not excellent. But there were some good lines. There were. Um, but not necessarily funny ones. They weren't, like, thigh-slappingly funny, were they? No, they weren't punny or well-written jokes. It was a subtle episode. Yeah. Um, oh, right. I know you like this. Uh, he meets the team that is going to um, represent him in his gubernatorial race, and they show it. They say we want to t- turn you from this into this. They show an actual picture, and then an artist representation where he's stood on a dead bear and holding a flag up, and there's a child looking lovingly at him. And he says, "Why are my teeth showing?" That was good. <laughs> and they say, "You're smiling, sir," which yeah, that was a good, a good, a good pun. Um, it's a bit of an army. Terminator one, isn't it? It's like, why are your eyes leaking? Yes. It's like, I'm crying. Did Arnie ever say that? I think that's the Terminator 2 line. Okay. There's some proper cheese in Terminator 2. It's, it really works. I was wondering whether it was a Radio Wolfcastle line. Why are it your eyes... Be. Yes. Now I know why humans cry. Yeah. And it is something I can never do. Um, some other good things were that... The, I missed it out because I desperately tried to fit that into 20 seconds. But... Um, after this fish is found, they send a an inspection team round the, um, the nuclear power plant, and there are lots of things wrong with it. They say there are 342 violations, but we see chewing gum is used to fix a crack in the cooling towers. Um, there's a plutonium rod as used a paperweight. As a paperweight. <laughs> uh, then, as they're talking about this, a drip drips from a pipe and burns a hole through their clipboard. Little visual gags, which work quite well in that kind of sequence. Yes, I like that a lot. And there was also a, I think this was later on, there was a glow-in-the-dark rat. Yes. Which I think we actually get, though. I think scientists have made glow-in-the-dark rats. But on purpose. On purpose. I don't think well, they accidentally. Unless it was an accident, and they were just like, yeah! Well, the funny thing is, when Burns puts out this promotional advert to excuse this fish that has made it into the papers, and he... Uh, invites along an actor representing Charles Darwin, as he describes him, um, and says, would you like to explain the um, theory of natural selection? Actually, they they didn't do a shoddy job. It, what, he wasn't actually dishonest, and that's the kind of the point about popularism. Mm. Um, that actually a third eye on a fish might well be a mutation that happens in nature, and if it gave that animal a viable leg up, then it, that would survive to future generations. He's not actually wrong, which, which I just quite is a detail I quite like. That he did, that the writers didn't give him an awful, stupid, exaggerated mm. form of natural selection. Would it have made you vote for Monty Burns? No, of course not, because he was obviously an evil person who <laughs> was contaminating the environment. And you're a creationist as well. So and I'm a creationist. Yeah. Darwin, who's <laughs> this jerk? Um, recently, I did watch a video. There is a, um, a biologist, I suppose. Uh, so I'll just, I'm not sure which. Anyway, who investigates the flora and fauna around Chernobyl and 
Um, there was a video on YouTube recently. And all the plants have three eyes. Well, there are lots of, lots of really subtle distinctions, lots of, um, I don't know, miscoloured growth on birds and things like that. So there's an, there, But there is a really clear effect mm. uh, since the, the fallout. But the, there is still lots of wildlife and all the wildlife survives. It is just there are these tiny mutations. Oh, just a bit wonky. Yeah, it was a really, really interesting video. Ooh. And they're also going to go into Fukushima and investigate there as well. Interesting. 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 Indeed. I thought this episode was visually very interesting. You Do you mean the animation style or the animation choices? Some of the shots. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like quite a long shot of Homer eating toast, very close up. And it was quite abstract in yes. a weird way. And it went on for quite a while. Which, him munching away, he wasn't even saying anything. Yes, I missed half of it because I was sorting stuff out, and yet I turned back and it was still happening. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a bit where Marge walks towards, she's carrying a tray with a three eyed fish in it. We haven't talked about the ending yet. So right. Spoilers. No, 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 don't worry about spoilers, but just oh, we'll have to. It was a joke. Yeah. Um, but she walks towards the screen, and then it's just suddenly all grey, and then it flips, and it's all green, and it's her back. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a, it's kind of a, a cheap directorial device. Yeah, yeah. But that is what happens is because uh, Marge supports Mary Bailey and she's very angry about Homer obviously supporting this kind of corrupt buying power thing, and she says, "Well, I just uh, he wants to have sex with her. He wants to snuggle." Mm. And she says, "Well, I don't want to snuggle with someone who won't let me express myself." And he says, "You do express yourself in the home that you keep and the food that you serve." <laughs> Which is an awfully dated. I mean, with the gender politics. Mm. Uh, I mean, she is in the right, so it's it's just amazing that Homer is still able to kind of express those kind of sentiments. But so what she does is when um, Mr. Burns is invited to eat at their house as a stunt, she serves Blinky, um, and he can't stomach it. He puts the food in his mouth and then spits it out, and all the cameras rush to it. And she kind of went. But I really, really liked that. Not because of the politics of it, but they get Lisa to ask a question, and it is, as Lisa describes it, the most inane question in the world about the, the snowboarding speed of mm. the campaign. And Lisa watches what ha- how. Sorry. Marge watches how Lisa feels and is moved to respond. And I just really like. Now, and I think for a long time, Marge's character is motivated by creating a nicer world for Lisa and supporting mm. Lisa's rights. That's really, that's really nice character nice trait. So, I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I liked that when um, when Lisa asked a question mm. and then Bernie started responding, Lisa just got up and left. <laughs> she didn't <laughs> yes. stick around. No, not, not for me. I really like that. And Homer asked a question about taxes and um, and Mr. Burns said, oh, I didn't realise this was going to turn into a political discourse. And Homer went, I'm only reading what it says on the car. Which is really nice. He, yes, because he's, he's an idiot. He, he's, yes. Okay. Shut up and smash something. Yes. Homer smashes a lamp. Yeah. Oh, yes, because Mr. Burns wants to, wants to trash their house. Yeah. Takes um, two weeks to lift things up. Yes. But, yes, Homer... Responds to to the same, uh, and the last thing that happened, which I wrote down quite liked, is um, Mr. Burns says, "I will make it my life's work to make sure that your dreams are never." Well, I can't think what he says. Um, fulfilled. fulfilled, and the <laughs> last rubbish Monty <laughs> Burns impression. Yeah. Oh gosh, I know. Yes, but the the very last scene is 
um, Marge and Homer in bed again. And he says, I'm really worried that my dreams will never be fulfilled. Make it better. And she says, when your, your dreams are seconds on dessert, an occasional snuggling and sleeping late on Sundays, no one could ever stop them being fulfilled. He goes, you made it better. And it's, it's sweet. I, you know, it's simple pleasures. Yeah. But it wasn't the best written script in the world, but it had heart. Yeah. It's not going to win any prizes. No. But um, I give it three thumbs up. I give it three eyes. Clever. Clever. I think he would become quite an enduring character. Well, yeah. It's quite nice. I liked him as a one-off visual joke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, that visual joke was good. Let's make him into a (laughs) character. This isn't Futurama, guys. (laughs) Ooh. Um, We haven't used the word gubernatorial enough. Uh, I was going to ask you what it meant afterwards, because I didn't want to sound like a, Um, you know, like a bug. Okay, well, I could cut this bit. But no, it just means to do with governorship. Oh, yes. Cool. He sort of shut off, didn't he? Well, it's just... You're like, he didn't react to it when I said it originally. It's just that gubernatorial is such a nice word, and we don't ever get to use it in this country. And even if we had governors, we'd have a more sensible word for it. Um, Oh, Got a couple minutes left. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't notice the elephant in the room. What was the elephant in the room? Uh, when they were all getting their makeup. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the makeup artists was very badly animated with just like two frames, just uh-huh. the head going back and forward. That's and a very amazing. weird kind of manic manic style. It was kind of odd. Alice is doing impression, as you can all see. You could probably hear my neck. I could hear my neck yeah. doing that. Um, wow. No, that that is so. I mean, I, I so I'm writing, thinking that every episode does have the elephant in the room. Maybe not on purpose. What for us? Yeah, Mag Rainin's listening. It's like they, they, someone figured it out. Yeah, quick, 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 go back in time. Yes. Um, well, thanks for listening, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Matt. Um, I bet Matt doesn't even watch the episodes of The Simpsons anymore. I wonder how how on hands producey he was. Even those early seasons where he wasn't necessarily writing or directing. Mm. I mean, obviously, yeah, 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 obviously he will have seen them, but I wonder how much his input was, what, what his role was, whether he was just an executive producer. Whether he's like you with these episodes, <laughs> that he won't do any editing or, you know, publishing. Just, he just turns up for the fun bit. Just listens just before they go out. Yeah. yeah. Sick burn. Sick burn. Anyway, um, as is our want these days, we are now going to go away and listen to another episode. Watch another episode. Yeah, speak for yourself. And then we'll come back. <laughs> so, I'm actually blind. <laughs> Why do you think I record on uh, audio rather than visual? <laughs> uh, and then we'll come back and you, do you know what the next episode's going to be? I don't. It's Dancing Homer. Any memories? Yes. Mm. That becomes a mascot. I don't know. I just remember I am dancing Homer. No, that's how I'm evil Homer. I don't remember. <laughs> we'll see. Yes, I think it might be the mascot one. Okay, let's go. Let's do this. Uh, Alistair, do you reckon do a bit, uh, bit of a Caribbean flavour? Do you reckon you do some, <laughs> sure. a bit of a reggae beat to it? But <laughs> Actually, that was more of a... That was more of a popcorn song. Well, I was thinking that was more of a, a, a dance. I don't know. 
Well, f- finally, you got your wish. My wish? Oh, oh a relevant song. Oh, it's an irrelevant song. Uh, funny enough, I wanted to do the Baby Elephant Walk f- for a while anyway, but it just so happened that it came up in today's episode. Or Baby rather, Elephant in the Room. The Baby Elephant in the Room is um, Dancing Homer. Dancing Homer. In 20 seconds, do you want to describe what happened? So. Starting now. Homer gets drunk at a baseball game, mm-hmm. dances, mm-hmm. gets becomes more popular than the actual baseball team. Mm-hmm. Then gets co-opted by the Capital City baseball team. Mm-hmm. Goes there, not likes him, goes home. Keep going. Um, oh, was... it's, all, it's all told in retrospect. Yay! That took 20 seconds. Okay. Funnily enough, yes, a simple enough plot that it did not take 20 seconds to say the whole thing. No. Um, but definitely not a dud. I think it was bordering on duds. I'd say it's definitely out of dud's zone. I think this is something you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. um, when we were actually watching the episodes um, that it had the full title sequence and then you said must be a short episode. That's fair. Um, and then immediately into that it's all told in retrospect which we noticed with the missing head episodes which again was told in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Just to, I think though when that plot device is just used to fill up time. There was no reason for that episode to be told in retrospect. Well, Yes. that's all fair but it also added to the faux seriousness so I mean it was basically told as if he had become a sportsman um, and had possibly I'm sure it was probably based on a sports film format Mm. that he could have changed the face of baseball but he went from small town to big town, but actually, he he was only ever a mascot. So you know, when people were lauding him for um, the Springfield, whatever they're called, win, and he said the ice. That's a good name. It is a good name. He said, "Well, the the batsman had had something to do with it as well, and obviously, the batsman had everything to do with it, and he had nothing to do with it." So, my first point, yeah, baseball. What's that all about? It's like. Rounders, but taken too seriously. Okay. That's everything you need to know about it. Okay. And everything I know about it. <laughs> um, I'd like to go to a baseball game, except I've heard they're really long and boring. I've heard they're long and boring. I think The Simpsons even mentioned this. There's an episode where Homer goes sober, and then he goes to watch a baseball game, and then he's just like, I never realised how boring this game that is. Might be but, well, that's exactly leads on to what I was going to say. They have kind of, he called them red hots. I don't know what they are. They look a bit like hot dogs. Which, they appealed, because it was junk food. And 32 ounce cups of beer. Now, 32 ounce doesn't mean anything to us British people, because we use systems of volume rather than weight to, to measure liquids. But it was like a KFC bucket of beer. I really want to know whether that's a thing that exists or whether it was an exaggerated joke. For the animation, I think I've heard you get nacho hats, which are like sombreros, sure, made out of nacho with with the salsa in the middle. Well, that's is fine. that real? Well, yes. Well, oh, and maybe I've only seen them on television. Yeah, but I can believe they're real, but I can't imagine a a bucket of beer. Oh, that'd be so flat by well, the time you got yeah, to the end. Yeah, and warm. Yeah, like, in the middle of summer, 
But nevertheless, I would like that much beer at once. I'd like to be given that much beer and know that I don't have to get up and get another one. Okay, beer hat with some studies in it. Can we do that next time? Buy a beer hat? Make one. I've got straws. I've got straws. duct tape and some straws. (laughs) Exactly. I have those things. Great. Next time we'll have... uh... We'll test drive it on air. And that's a not a promise. Mm. Did you have a favourite gag? So, you, but you, but you, you're genuinely on the the borderline of dub land. Yeah, there were a few good gags, but pretty. I don't know. It didn't grab me. It had our first real big cameo. Well, it might not be. I may not be remembering. But someone who was just a cameo, not a guest star. Yeah. Who was that? Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. Tony. Yeah. The, the tone. The, the big t- tone. The big tone himself. The tone from Malacone. Um, yeah, yeah, he sang a song about Capital City. Um, Capital City is a fictional place, though. I guess so. Well, I, yeah, I don't. I guess the song was written for the episode. Yeah, but yeah, I saw that. It got credited at the end. Yeah. Okay, but arguably, it, it could not have been. Mm. It, uh, yeah, I think I'm mixing it up with Atlantic City. Okay. So, Capital City and this seem to have an Atlantic City vibe. Do you know what? The, there's a line that Lisa says that sums up my, my feelings towards this episode. Mm-hmm. When she says, we want, lives... to, we want to catch her, not a barely scratcher. Exactly. No. Um, she says, our lives have taken an odd turn. Yeah. And that's exactly how I feel about this episode. Ah, so it's... So your feelings about this seem to reflect my feelings about when they ever visit another country. Yeah. They, they have an ensemble go to another place, have a few jokes at the expense of that place, and then ensemble come back. No, I wouldn't say it's that. Okay. It's the the scenario doesn't, and this is going to sound silly in the context of The Simpsons, but the scenario doesn't feel natural. Okay. It's very forced. I wonder if it is is connected to what I just said in that um, when they go on location and it's not on location because it's all animated so anything could happen Mm. but they are one cohesive group that is awful it is like they are stuck in a frame and that whole frame is moved to another location and they can't leave the frame because otherwise they wouldn't be able to get back to Springfield again it's the same in Japan every shot I don't know why the Japanese episode because it's so bad it really sticks in my head but basically all the shots have them all in it at all times including uh, Maggie but you know whereas in the Springfield stories you might get three stories in one episode Mm. because they're all doing different things but the capital this episode uh, Marge genuinely does nothing Marge Marge annoyed me in this episode because she in the previous episode she was shown as really strong yeah and really great and in this one um there was a there was a gag where bart tried to get his baseball signs <laughs> yeah. by some like run down baseball player and she's like hey will you sell my ball and it's flat no mm-hmm. and then marge is like oh i'm gonna go get this sign for you and she goes up and then they call her what, like a like an aged quail egg or something. Oh, I wrote it down. Uh, a mature quail. A mature quail. Oh, I quite like. I don't that's, know a nice, that's a nice phrase. Well, it's a horrible um, phrase, but funny, that's a, horrible a, funny, phrase. a funny phrase. And I was expecting Marge to tell him off. Mm. And then she came back and he'd basically held on and given him his motel room. Yeah. 
uh, motel room address. And then Homer's like, wow, this famous guy hit on my wife. And she's, she giggles. Yeah. And I was like, no, Mar- Marge wouldn't take that. Well, she went there to kick some ass. And then she ended up being reduced and <laughs> taking it. Well, but, I mean, we're two guys talking about this, so I'm mindful of that. But I did recently read an article about um, one of the one of the reporters or reporters' assistants working in Trump's office, and he said something awful to her, and she just laughed it off. And basically, the article was saying that when you're a woman, it is much easier to laugh off these things because men can get violent and hostile for people standing up and questioning that. So, but she, so you, that. so you learn to kind of take it. I can imagine that she would do that to his face. Mm-hmm. But when she, she, she was, well, Homer was the one who was like proud. Yes, that's and right. she laughed at Homer. I don't think she would have done that. No, that's right. She could have bitched about it afterwards. Yeah, she was yeah. like, oh, he's like such a creep. But it wouldn't have been funny. It would have been a, a serious moment. And all but that... it wasn't even funny. No, no, you, you're you're completely right. Yes, the joke. Yes, the joke was misguided. But it would have been awful if that sequence was in there, but had a serious point. I kind of wish Marge had got the signature in a better way. Oh, yes. Always. I think it's a poorly thought out, especially just coming off the back of the last episode. Quite. Yes. When, well, when she showed like real initiative. And, well, I, like, I hope that shows how strong she was in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why I'm disappointed the writers gave us such a... That's fair. Yeah. yeah. No, no you, yes, you're completely right. But I mean... Oh, well, that got serious. So, uh, um, right, it, um, when he becomes Dancing Homer, yes, Homer. When Homer becomes Dancing Homer, he is very successful, and they show um, his face being on the T-shirt, and there's a joke made about that, which I'm not going to repeat because it's okay, but it wasn't that good. Um, and his name gets bigger and moves up the um, the board of what's happening tonight. Yeah, and so on. Um, when he go right, there's a loss, and he goes to see the manager and thinks he's being fired. And the manager says, "No, you've been called up to Capital City." And he says, "It's a big thing. Why don't you speak to your family?" And Homer says, "Because they might say no." <laughs> that was my gag of the episode. Gag of the episode. It wasn't very good, but it was the best there was. Yeah, my favorite bit was when the janitor, when when Homer gets fired from Capital City because the uh, the city folk don't like him. Yeah. His simplicity, his naivety, they're too snobby. Oh, they're be- uh, sorry, I'm uh, sorry to interrupt because yeah. I know you want to go on, but they are beautifully snobby. They have these artistic voices, yes. even though they're <laughs> at a ball game. They say, "Well, that might work in the sticks, but here are the big leagues," which is quite nice because they're supposed to be baseball fans, but yeah. they, they're like theatre fans. Go on. Um, yeah, for some reason, janitor tells him like the boss wants to see you, mm-hmm. and at the time, Homer's sat in his pants. And then the next shot is him in the office, still wearing his pants. <laughs> yeah, and weirdly, they are uh, sport like jocks, sports things. I don't yeah, know you jocks. see him. You see him through like a one of those uh, like weird windows. Yeah, um, faded glass. You kind of get in bathrooms. Swir- s- swirly glass. Swirly glass. Swirly glass. Um, why so, did you ask if I could do a Caribbean flavor of um, the baby elephant ball? Well, because if you've seen the episode, mm-hmm. you know, I'm you assuming have. everyone, you're doing your research assuming and keeping none, up. None right. of you have gone. Yeah. Um, so Homer's theme is, um, is it the baby elephant? It is the baby elephant walk. The baby elephant walk. And then he asks the, the church organist, who for some reason plays at the baseball games as well. Oh, she's brilliant. She's one of my favourite no-line characters. She's pretty good. 
Um, he asked her for a Caribbean flavor, so to put a reggae beat on it, which is fine. Yeah. And then she does so because she's a talented musician. Yeah. And then there's two Jamaican stereotype characters. Stereotypes, yeah. Really say. Whoa, dancing homer, that's really good. It is something awful, and it is something clearly done by the regular voice artist. It's not even a good joke, is it? No. It, like, in fact, the fact that he said that he wanted a Caribbean flavor made me feel worse when then it shot him doing it and there were two uh, Jamaican guys. Because it was like, did you just think that because you saw black people in the audience? <laughs> the only black people in the audience, apart from Smithers, who's now white. Um, <laughs> it was just like, oh, Homer, oh, you, you don't want to do, do that as, no, as a performer. Well, or even just not be aware of, um, you know... I don't want to walk down the street and, you know, see someone I'm attracted to and then go, oh, I feel like eating Chinese food. That's ter- That would be terrible if that happened. And that doesn't happen. This is just an awful example. Mm. Such yeah. a two very um, misjudged jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. In terms of sort of sexism and racism. Yeah. I sort of not tight, not tight at all. But they were, they were, they were minor. They were both... If I think they were they were reflective of a yeah. bigger problem. The episode just wasn't very yeah. tight, wasn't very well thought out. If we interviewed Matt Groening at the time, 1990, whatever, yeah. he would be really surprised if we brought up those as examples. Issues. Oh my God. You've got to expect your art to, to age. Mm-hmm. Um, Why have we got so serious about this? Yes, it bugged me as well. Um, and I, yet, I think it was it was representative of, of a weak episode. And yeah, had to fall back on those weaker, yeah, weaker gags. And yet, at the end, when there was a image of a, like a throwaway image of a guy just walking into the back shot who had a very different skin color and very slanty eyes, you said, "Well, that's probably not worth mentioning on the podcast." But I was like, "That looks like an awful representation." I think it, it didn't. It was didn't it too me. too small to too small to notice? And fair enough. Um, it, it, I mean, it fitted in with the way Asian people are depicted in The Simpsons. Yeah, it's a big issue for me. Yeah. Well, you know, it's one I noticed. Okay. Yeah. Not just in The Simpsons. Um, can we finish on a joke? Yeah. We, we I just. I, want... I like the goofball. I love the, the goofball. goofball. Was a good character. He was funny. Um, <laughs> when he yeah. we walked out of our room because he was in the big mascot and he just hits his head on the lamp yeah what I loved was uh, there is a pseudo seriousness in the whole episode yeah that suggests that this is an important job and it, it's just it's a, a mascot in a silly costume which I really like I also really like that when they meet Burns because it is a nuclear plant employee's spouse is no more than three kids tonight <laughs> uh, at the beginning they meet Burns at the door and for some reason they do the exact same bit with another family that they did in the episode where they had a picnic yeah but they didn't change it at all, which is really weird that he meets the Simpsons and gets their names slightly wrong, and then Maggie's completely wrong. Well, that's not because of a running gag, doesn't it? That but is there... can never remember Homer's name. Well, no, sure, but it was a whole, it was a whole bit. It, it was a reuse gag, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like no one's ever going to watch that episode again, so we can <laughs> use the same. I like that. Well, I like that much more than this one. Yeah. Oh, I wish we'd watched these two episodes in a different order. I really would have liked to have started with Dancing Homer and then watched um, Two Cars in Every 
That's not the way it rolls, Alistair. It's not the way it rolls. Yeah, but you know, all our fans are sitting here on a presumably Tuesday afternoon. Feeling a little bit jaded. Guys, just just listen to the episode again and then stop halfway through. Or um, see what it sounds like rewound. Anyway, I've been down. I hate that joke. I know, but it's it's classic. Playing ball. Go on. My name's Dan. No, no, that's the T T Y N. T T Y N. B Hutches.